Hey everybody, welcome back to the It Crowd podcast. This is a really fun episode because we've got our second official guest on the show today. Uh, she is one of our recent clients and her name is Danielle, but I'm not gonna steal the thunder from her. I'll let her do an official intro. Um, but we also have Taylor Mason back on the show as well. Hi, it's, hi. It's been a while since you've been on. So I this know. is good to have you back. jump in um, and discuss Mood, um, which is a company that Danielle created that is that provides online fractional administrative work for businesses in their growth stage. If you don't mind just giving us a little bit, a bit of info and kind of how it got started and what, what inspired you. Yeah. Hey, friends. Um, so I am the owner, founder of Mood Virtual Contractors, um, MVC for fun, for short. Um, <laughs> It started in a really haphazard way. You know, I was working a really lucrative job. I was doing um, patent and trademark enforcement and um, had heartburn every day. I was eating Tums like candy. <laughs> so um, I went to go work in a co-working space where I actually sat next to Taylor every single day, Monday through Friday. And within that space, I was just picking up on the small companies there that were getting started or they were just going to remain small and they didn't need someone full time. So I was just swooping in and kind of helping out where I could. And um, that was all on a part time contract basis. And I just continued with that into COVID. I was working with a few clients and um, I was just trying to get more security in life, so I was trying to get as many clients as I could, and they actually stayed on because, you know, if you work hard and you prove yourself, you can retain people. That's right. So um, it just kept growing and growing from there, and one day I was sitting there thinking like, oh, I could have more clients and I could have other contractors and other people work with me. Why not take a shot at it? Because yeah. um, I think if there's one thing I'm good at, it's betting on myself. There you go. I love, I love it. it. We worked in the same co-working space and you actually started as like a paralegal, right? Like years ago? Yeah. Is that yeah. the right term? I don't even honestly know anything <laughs> yeah. about legal. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, and I was actually in that space where Ikra yeah. was working for a small um, corporate securities firm. Um, you did all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've done every job. I've sold geodes like here in the design district as really? well. I've been a bartender, like just walked into a place and said, give me a job. <laughs> Um, but so I was in the exact space as their paralegal to seven attorneys. Um, okay. They they evolved. I thought I was gonna keep going down that track. Went to a huge firm in Dallas. You know, fifteenth um, story, like everything that you think you would want. And it just it wasn't what I hoped for in life. And um, that's okay. But I still do um, paralegal work for some of my clients too. Okay. Um, so more than just executive assistants, it's kind of like. Wherever I can lend a hand um, across the spectrum, I try to achieve. So That's if awesome. we need you to make a drink, you'll also be our bartender? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I can, but I lasted about two weeks in that role, and every time someone ordered a drink, I would just like turn around on my phone and Google it real quick. <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. I love it. I was actually talking to friends last night, and I was like, there's so many things I feel like I could be good at. 
bartending, not one of them. No. Couldn't do it. So mad respect for the bartenders out there. Um, and then another thing I wanted to touch on was um, when you were at our office, what you were kind of speaking about, you also decided, I guess it was, I don't know the timeline, but you decided you wanted to travel a lot, right? Yep. And that's, I think, such a cool story. And I know you've told me about this, just kind of talk to them about, I think this is one thing I want people to hear on here who, if you're thinking about starting a business or you already own a business um, and you're just trying to figure out who you are, what you want to do, what your core values are, what your mission is, I think a lot of yours probably came from your life experience and traveling and then when COVID hit. So I'd love for you to expand on kind of what happened over the last two years, I guess. Yeah, I mean, of course I love traveling um, and a huge part of what I like is something new every day and I think... That's why having multiple clients and doing this kind of fractional work is I'm talking with so many different people all the time and every task is new um, and that's something really intriguing to me um, just to keep me on my toes so like life doesn't get repetitive. Um, and so traveling is another one of those things that factors into it. Um, it definitely teaches you how to be adaptable. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the one thing. If I could count how many times things have gone wrong traveling, it has set me up for success to pivot within my professional career. Um, and then also, you know, having a, a contract work doing something like this, I really wanted to create a work-life balance. You know, I think so many times people don't have that here. And um, I don't want to go through life saying that I missed out on anything. And I think that having a good career that you stand behind is, is exceptionally great. And also having those experiences that kind of like mold into each other to where you can um, learn from your out-of-work experiences and take what you learn in your career and adapting that into what you do in your life. Um, so travel is huge for me. Um, it, I've traveled solo primarily, um, huge into solo female travel. So admirable. And I it think, is. yeah, and that's just what pushed me. I was like, you know, again, betting on myself. I've already done all these crazy things. Like, why couldn't I start a business by myself? Yeah. yeah. And it's, I do have to ask because my favorite way to travel, whether alone or with people, is almost to get lost. Yeah. Is, is that kind of how, because I, I guess I've traveled alone to places within the U.S., but I've never traveled across the ocean alone. It's, do you enjoy that? Like, do you enjoy just, like, getting lost and immersing yourself in it? Because it seems like you've picked up a lot from, like, different cultures and people that you've met. Yeah. Um, specifically, like, work-life balance, because you see that enjoying life is important. Yeah. So it's... Do you, do you enjoy getting lost? <laughs> I absolutely do. You know, every time before I get on a plane and I go somewhere, my grandma and I are really close and I'll call her and I'll just be like, grandma, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> like just come pick me up from the airport. Why am I here? And she'll just hang up on me. She's like, I don't need this right now. <laughs> like, hang up. And I just get on the plane and it's really weird once, because once you're in the air, that's it. Like There's you, no you can't back. do yep. anything about it. And yep. so then once you get there, like you can't spend the money to turn around and go home. So you just kind of have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And, um, I learned very early on that anytime I tried to plan something, it did not go the way that right? I hoped for. So I really just come to embrace that. Like, I don't think about it. You know, there are things that you do, you know, just basic research on yep. and you're like, that sounds nice. But if I could tell you how many of those things that I actually went and did and saw, 
it would be like in the 15th percentile. (laughs) (laughs) And I learn so much about myself every time. Like being by yourself, I mean, it really just forces you into a whole different world. Like your challenges are more like Sisyphean and your rewards are just so much more sweet and enjoyable. Like once you do it by yourself and you're like, holy cow, what? (laughs) Um... Yeah, it's, no, I love it's, it. a, it's fun. It's <laughs> I think so everyone fun. should try it once. Just, you know, a little place. It doesn't have to be overseas. But, you know, if you want to go to Austin by yourself, maybe just try that. Just do it. I know. You just got to take that leap and <laughs> just go for it. Yeah. It's cheesy, but that's like it's, exactly yeah, yeah. Seriously. That's the same thing with starting a business yep. or deciding to run a business. And that's what I love that you said was being able to start a business and go out on your own and do something new and unique and kind of like get lost in that uh-huh. almost. And like you said, it's like once you're there, like once you have clients, there's no turning back. You're not just going to, I mean, I guess you could just stop, but nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to quit on themselves. Right. So I think that that's so cool how like travel and life experiences can really set you up for success with something like running your own business. Yeah. I love the name Mood, and I'm obsessed with the idea of producing mood rings for you. (laughs) I would love that, little tokens. It'll never get out of my head, but I I really want to know where that came from. Um, It was just another one of those things where it was like thinking about how life was going to be, and um, I think COVID brought a lot of that out in people where it's just like, who am I? What are the values that I want to exude? What are things that um, I really take stock in? And the one thing that I like is I like to be happy. I like to be in a good mood. I think that it dictates a lot of how you're going to work and how you're going to present yourself. Um, And that might be cheesy as well. But I do think that having a good mood, especially um, in an administrative role, is so key because Mm -hmm. you a lot of the times are the first point of contact for new clients, for people coming in, trying to set up meetings with those that you're representing. Um, And you want to put out the best version of yourself and the best version of those that you're working for. So mood. That's fantastic (laughs) because I I am a firm believer in first impressions, like true believer in it. And and your name and those things are so important because I feel like a lot of business owners this sounds bad, but we've said this on here before. I know we said this is the first episode <laughs> I was on. Like, we don't sugarcoat anything. Yeah. And a lot of business owners do not think things all the way through, right? They're just taking that leap and that jump, and that's good. But then at some point, it's like, where's the strategy around your brand? And so I feel like you just had, and I don't know if it was just because you're just being who you are and you're being authentic, which we see always works 100% of the time, mm-hmm. or if you just had that experience and you had that know-how, what was it that was like, I know that this is going to be really important for me to build a brand and that foundation early on. Yeah, well, touching back on to how mood became mood, um, you know, I think we've all had past experiences where we've worked with people that we just, like, simply didn't get along with. It wasn't compatible. Um, You didn't align on a lot of different things. And so um, in our discovery process and finding the right potential match for our clients um, is a lot of figuring out how your moods will kind of coalesce together and how you will come together to work um, as a key role for someone else. Uh, And that was really important to me. And that's kind of, you know, the 
basis for all of this is finding compatibility, finding people mm -hmm. who get fulfillment from that. So more than just saying, oh, I'm going to fill a role so that someone can do calendar management or email management yeah. or whatever the task may be, it's finding someone who, um, who represents you in the same ways in your workflow, in your personality, in the values of your company, in the direction that your company is headed towards. Um, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to just fill something. I wanted to make both ends of the engagement feel fulfilled. Um, anyone can place a role. That's yeah. easy to do. <laughs> but it's like you mentioned earlier, if you work hard and you're working well together, there is a good chance that that person is going to follow you through your entire journey yeah. of, like, of your business. So it's, I think that's wonderful. And I know, Taylor, you mentioned something earlier that we wanted to touch on too, it's just the fractional piece as well, that mood does very similar to how we yeah. do. Yeah, I think it's really cool how, you know, you kind of mentioned this too, I don't know if this was on the podcast or before, but <laughs> you mentioned that with working with us, you realized, okay, there is actual, actually a need for outsourcing or part-time work and it's interesting because us as an agency we're not alone in that obviously there's tons of other marketing agencies out there but we definitely take more of the like you said Micah the fractional approach we've coined ourselves a fractional marketing agency and what's important there is that it's we can come in and we can be the CMO and everything under that we can be your entire marketing arm or we can come in and just fill certain roles and supplement the team you already have. And that was when Danielle worked for us, we were working together in the same co-working space, and then we hired her on for a while as a assistant. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't virtual, it was in person, which I loved, but it was very, very part-time, like maybe just a handful of hours a week. And obviously, that's not enough for you to make a living to just work a couple hours a week, but it works when you are offering that to so many other clients that need the same thing as us. So um, yeah, we can dive into that a little more and just talk about the industry. Really every industry is leaning this way, but just the need to do business in more of a either fractional or part-time or virtual or you know outsourced approach rather than constantly needing to fill those roles internally. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think Dallas um, is such a unique city and I feel really fortunate to be here right now because we have a great kind of working ecosystem of um, massive corporations. I mean, we have Fortune 500 companies, we have huge investment banking firms, um, huge global uh, law firms, we have all these different things. Then you find these little pockets of the city where there are small startups. startups there, yeah. there are these entrepreneurs that have got big ideas and big visions, and um, and they're working really hard to see that come come to like I am. Um, and again, they don't need someone full time. Like even these huge companies, they sometimes don't even need an assistant full time. They just need someone to come in and and work these specific avenues that are just a drain on their hours mm -hmm. of the day. Um, and yeah, I think working in 2929 was such a huge catalyst for me because we did see all those people working every day um, and they were trying to achieve a certain project or mm -hmm. a certain goal and um, they needed someone to come in and do that, but they also wanted to see the same person. They wanted to go, okay, I know I can message Danielle and Danielle is my point of contact and she'll have it. 
Um, I didn't want to set people up for like, okay, you have this task. Well, this time this person's available and they'll fill that role. Um, And again, I really wanted to match people um, in this complimentary way so that they always had someone dependable. And again, back to Dallas, like you can do so much here. I mean, even more than that, the nonprofit community is growing Mm -hmm. and we have tech coming in. And um, I really just want to get into those areas and and provide help where it can be because the administrative side of a company can be so draining. Like you don't realize how many hours you're spending just responding back and forth to an email about scheduling one one hour meeting. Like, you know, and beyond that, like, it's great to have um, someone who's a second set of eyes to review documents, review presentations, someone that you know you can depend on. Like, I mean, even I see a lot of bleed into the personal world where um, you're traveling to an appointment and you get in a car accident. Like, yeah. you know, that takes some kind of navigating. Um, and I think, I do think that it's a useful skill set. I do think that if, um, you genuinely want to help people that this is a great avenue in which to pursue that that's great because we were talking earlier too about how i feel like back in the day contractors may have been looked at as not a negative thing but not worth the money too cheap too expensive lower quality quality. i think another thing i was going to say that you hit on was there wouldn't be that personality match like i don't want to have to manage people that i don't really get along with or i don't really know or they're not in the office with me and I, I can't get to know them, and it was, it, it definitely was more that way. It still is for some companies, mm-hmm. I think. But it's, I really, I do see the shift happening quickly. Right. Obviously, COVID has pushed us into that, but, and working virtually. There are a lot of people now that are going to have to make, make a living in a different way that they weren't expecting to just last year. Yeah. So this opens the door for a lot of people. Yeah. It's freedom on both sides. It's freedom um, on the employer's side because you know that your time is being spent in a quality way. You know Mm -hmm. that if you have 80 hours a month, that those 80 hours are truly being utilized versus having this empty ghost hour, you know, after that where you're just like, man, now I have to find work for them to do or they're just here and their time's not being utilized well. And same thing on the contractor side, you know, you can piecemeal a couple contracts together to have full time if that's what you desire, or you could go at it part time and pursue other interests. Mm -hmm. You can pursue your hobbies, you can travel, you can go back to school, you can raise your children, you can do whatever it is that you feel fulfills you. So I think it it does have a good balance system. You know, people are truly getting um, the most value out of their time. I just love your focus on work-life balance because <laughs> there's so much out there and so much that people don't get to experience. And this, this really does just allow people to get out there and obviously work, make a living, do something they love to do, but also enjoy life. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can have both. You yeah. can actually have both. It I is possible. That. I love that. What would be your, you know, if we're I don't know who all of our listeners are yet. We're still mm-hmm. growing this thing. But assuming that it's a, you know, younger person that's looking to start a business, or maybe it's even someone that has had a career and now they're thinking about branching out on their own, what would be, like, your biggest set of advice of, like, taking that first step into, like, I'm actually going to make this a business? Yeah, I think I would say that, um, you know, no business is too silly or too mundane. Um, A lot of people told me when I was starting out, they were like, oh, so you are an executive assistant. 
And I was like, yeah, you know, I am, but like I make people's worlds go round, honestly. So I think it's like if you have something that you feel really passionate about that you know um, you want to see through, I think that's the easiest thing is just accepting that. Like Mm -hmm. don't listen to the naysayers or the people that say, oh, you're just. Um, Mm -hmm. You're not just doing anything. You're doing something that's important to you. Um, And then second off, you know, the – the point where I knew that I had a business was something as simple as filing the LLC document. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then I just had it in my hand. It had my name on it. It had my company name on it. And then I felt like I really had traction. I was like, I did that one little thing. It was filling out a form. That form is certified and sent back to me. And then that just gave me the boost I need. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing that, just taking that one small step. Or taking a step of, like, ordering a business card. Something that really just you can tangibly hold and it puts your name to your company and your idea and your vision, I think um, can be just the right amount of traction that you need to go, okay, I can do this. Those little milestones. Yeah, and then it's like every step of the way, like I still, I mean, we have plenty of clients now and, you know, hiring, um, I've hired my first person and now hiring a second person and and going through all this stuff. And some days I wake up and I'm like, whoa. Um, It it is imposter syndrome at times. And then I just get right to work and, you know, I'll talk to a client or something like that. And then I'll step away. And sometimes I record things and I'll step away and I'll re-listen. And I'm like, wow, you actually know what you're talking about. You know what you're doing. Like, that was substantive content right there. And that's all you have to do is just, like, if you're afraid, just keep doing it. And then step back and look at the work product and that will speak for itself that's awesome yeah and then last question on this is again like I'm so curious like what would you say to someone who you know they're not spending a lot of money on their brand right away or they feel like they don't have the money to go and spend on a logo and I mean we know this like we are not the cheapest agency out there that we are not a freelancer there's a lot of other places you could have gone like, what's the driving motivator behind, I'm actually going to invest in my brand. I'm actually going to set this up right from the beginning, even if I don't have a ton of money coming in yet. Like, what was that, like, leap of faith for you? Well, so it's different for me. Um, I think marketing was extremely important um, right from the get-go just because I am a virtual company so a website and having that online presence I mean that was gonna make or break everything and Taylor I think you know we've been friends on social media for years I am NOT the most vocal <laughs> online presence um, and so that was something that I realized um, I had to have right off the bat um, of course like you said there were other avenues um, that I could have gone down to achieve that but then I thought about how important it was to me and the kind of investment that I was making and that's what kind of led me here and I I wrote down three words that I know I wanted to embody when I started Mood and that was empower innovation and implementation and I think kind of narrowing it down to those three kind of um, adjectives really led me in a direction where I was like okay well I do have to implement something in some way, and that has to be marketing because it is a virtual company. I am an innovative person, so that is going to require like a lot of tech, a lot of forward-thinking um, website contributions and, and different things like that. And then empowerment, like those two things empowered me to keep going, so that already worked out like that. 
Um, but to people starting that don't necessarily have that kind of resource, you know, um, you can learn that. University of YouTube. Like, right? You, <laughs> you yeah. can learn that so stuff. True. Um, and you can go, I mean, you guys asked me a million times, just look at other things that you like. And I would say that just look at other companies, maybe not directly related to your business necessarily, but just things that you like and like to see other people doing, um, just kind of piecemeal that all together. And then if you just start with a Facebook page or something, again, back to business cards. I mean, I carry them with me everywhere I go and you might not necessarily care, but you're taking one of my business cards. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, you bring up such a good point. I actually just before this got out of a meeting with our social media coordinator and we were talking about our Facebook group strategy. Mm -hmm. So we created a Facebook group for specifically things like this, where if you're not ready to afford a retainer or you're not ready to invest in a brand um, or your, your brand with an agency, like we understand that those things are very normal. Mm -hmm. And I think something that we're super passionate about is just setting people up for success no matter who you are and so if you're a business owner or you're if you're on listening to this podcast and you're like i have no idea where to start yes i can go to youtube or yes i can go to google but i need people to talk to or to ask questions to that's what our facebook group is for so we can go and we can post inspo or we can post Mood's new website and show people you know here's the different things that we did and here's how we got creative and I think that that's a really good place to start too. So um, we can link, I think, Micah, we can link it in the description yeah, or definitely. in a social post, but we would love for people to, it's a private only group. So we're going to, we still want to monitor it, but um, you can request to be part of the group. And then there's so many other Facebook groups out there like that too, that are, I know there's like the DFW women in marketing one that a couple of us are a part of. I know there's a handful out there that are just really, really good resources and, I think that's where we're steering our social strategy and things like that too is we just want to be a resource mm -hmm. and I think that speaks to that really well. Yeah, and I think if um, you just talk about it, like if you continually talk about it, um, people might be a little bit, like friends and family might be a little bit annoyed, but if you keep talking about it, it will become more and more real for you yeah. um, in any capacity. If you're just out to dinner, if you go to get a cocktail, um, you're in the doctor's office waiting, like just the act of talking about it just really solidifies that thought and that idea in your mind. And then the more you do, the more ideas come. The more you talk to other people, you're like, you're right. Um, that is a small little thing, but I can morph it into this bigger thing. So I think just something as simple as talking, talking, talking. Yep. And we talk a lot about speaking it into existence yes. here. <laughs> yes. All about that. That's fantastic. So to end it off, though, as we, as we touched on speaking it into existence, where, where do you want to travel next? <laughs> we, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. And uh, no plans set right now, but I'm sure you've got some some dreams. Oh, I have um, many, many dreams for traveling. Um, I do want to ride the Trans-Siberian, well, I guess the Trans-Mongolian, all the way from St. Petersburg into Ulaanbaatar and ending in Beijing. Uh. Um, so fantastic. you're on the, you're on the Trans-Siberian Railway, and then once you land in Beijing, I want to take the world's fastest bullet train into Shanghai so I can have that juxtaposition of something <laughs> old world, like the Trans-Siberian, onto something new world, like the fastest bullet That's train so in the cool. world. Okay. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yeah, uh, that would be great. I've never heard travel plans like that, <laughs> but I think that that should be documented and discussed because I think yeah. that's that sounds like a blast. Yeah, I would totally do that. It's it would be so much fun. Um, you know, they they explain the Trans Siberian, and it's like you have to wear your pajamas all day because the like benches turn into beds and it's rude to sit in your day clothes so you're just like in your pajamas it's rude to turn down vodka and you just play cards like i'm turning into a card shark like how long are you on it um you can choose so there's multiple stops so you can choose how long you want to be at each stop so there's like Yekaterinburg, which is where the romanovs were killed and moscow and then there's actual like um Siberian stops and then you can either take it all the way to the Pacific coast or you can cut down into Mongolia and into China. So there are different routes and then you choose which cities you want to stop in, how many days you want to spend there. Fun. But I would probably make it like a, man, it sounds extreme, but like three months. That's, that's a quite a bit of time, but that would, I mean, but I feel like you'd have to do that. Yeah, and the they've got Wi-Fi, so. Oh, and you're fine. I'll be totally fine. We're so different. I'm like, I will be here in Dallas, don't you worry. But I guess that's where the beauty of being virtual. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we were just talking about. Exactly. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for being on our show today. It was a blast to have you, and I actually hope we have you back. Because we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Whenever. Whenever. It's hard. It's kind of hard to actually keep these around 30 minutes because you just want to keep going. Keep talking. (laughs) I'm like, our conversation's so fun. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me more about myself. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Go. I do want want to give you an opportunity to plug yourself. So mention like your... Um, you don't have social media set up yet, right? No, that's but, the next piece. Uh, your website, if people want to find you, where would they go? Yep, moodcontractors.com. Um, it's incredible. This team has done phenomenal, extraordinary work. Um, it's so, I just, I'm speechless to see something that's all my thoughts and different little like nooks and crannies, bits and bots of my personality just come through that website. And um, it is exactly what I wanted to say. Love hearing that. Yes. <laughs> we love it too. <laughs> so everybody make sure you can go check it out because it's, it's a beauty. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.